Do you find yourself using the strategy of being mean to yourself in order to get yourself to do something? Or maybe you have found yourself in this pattern of shaming and blaming yourself about your drinking, thinking that beating yourself up is going to help. Well, stay tuned because on today's episode, I am sharing how beating yourself up is keeping you in the drink over drink shame regret cycle, plus five tips to help you start letting go of beating yourself up. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life and Beyond. I'm your host, Debbie Talbert. I'm a mom to four extraordinary adult children, grandma to five vivacious little ones, and a certified life coach. I'm here to teach you how to change what you're drinking without shame, blame, and judgment. It's time to stop judging, blaming, and shaming yourself for your choices so that you can create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Ready? Let's get started. Hey, my friends, I am super excited to be back with you guys again this week. And welcome to those of you who have just found us and just discovered this podcast. I love it when you guys find us. And before we get started on today's topic, I want to give you a little bit of a deep dive into what we're actually going to cover. We're actually going to talk about why beating yourself up doesn't help what beating yourself up can actually look like because my hunch is if some of you are beating yourself up yet you're totally unaware that's what you're actually doing. And then we're going to be going over the five components of the thought model which is really going to help you with letting go and uncovering and discovering why the shaming blaming side of this trying to drink less part of the world just doesn't work. And then I have five steps I'm going to share with you so that you can stop beating yourself up and start moving yourself into motivation, all right? But before I get into that, what I wanna do is um, share with you guys, yes, I know on the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about doing the, the podcast reviews and I am loving that you guys are doing the podcast reviews because of the awesome ability that you guys are going to have to be entered into the gift giving for the scholarship once we open up Exit and Beyond for new members. Now, also what I have done is I have created, if for those of you who have people in your life who want to give you a gift for the holidays. So I have created where if you would like them to gift you an annual membership inside Exit and Beyond, then I've also created a way that they can give you that gift. And with giving you that gift, then you'll actually be able to get started on the shell content, the core concepts that I teach right away. And then the access to the um, foundational part of really letting go of the alcohol part and that process that you learn how to do, that will become available on January 7th like it does once I open up for the membership site to be open again for new members. The benefit of having this gifted to you is you do have the whole year, right? And you'll have your whole year to work with me, to learn how to manage your mind, to exit this drinking life, meeting yourself where you are, learning how to love yourself along the journey. 
and letting go of this over drinking habit, plus the time and the help of a coach to guide you through rebranding yourself as to who you are now in this world without alcohol in your life. Because my hunch is many of you've been using this for a very long time, very much like I was. It was it's become a big part of your life. And part of the scary part of letting it go is you don't really know who you're going to be in this world without it. Right. And so being in the annual program allows you the time to also rebrand yourself, love yourself along that journey as you're figuring out who you are. And so that you are less likely to return to your habit of returning to alcohol. The other benefit of getting this annual gift, and whether you want to gift it to yourself or have someone else gift it to you, is that you are actually getting it for um, three months off, right? So you're actually getting 12 months for the price of nine months. So if you want to find out about that, go over and check that part out and see what I've put together for you guys as a gift giving option, whether you're going to give this gift to yourself, or you want to encourage someone else to give this gift to you. It's at jumpseatcoaching forward slash, oh my, jumpseatcoaching.com. I forgot the dot com part, right? Forward slash gift, right? Not the given, like the podcast, it's gift. So it's jumpseatcoaching forward slash Oh my, I am forgetting my dot coms today. All right. And as I, as you guys will learn, if you work with me inside Exit and Beyond, I am real. I am me. I don't want to do the do-overs on all the recordings of these things that I do. Yeah, no, no, wait, the content is totally professional. That's not exactly what I mean. I just mean that you are getting the real me. So if I make a blooper, the blooper is going to be there, right? Because we all make bloopers in life, right? So we either learn to go with it or we spend too much time judging, shaming, blaming ourselves and being upset with ourselves because we made a mistake. And really part of life is making mistakes. So I digress. The where you can find out about the gift that I've put together is Jump Seat Coaching dot com forward slash gift g i f t now let's talk about motivating yourself by beating yourself up so many of us do this right i mean dare i say i think all of us do it at some point or another i think probably everyone listening to this podcast has done this at least to a certain extent around something in their life and some of us probably do it more than others. I know that I did it plenty. And um, if we really go deep down and secret, because we really just kind of deep down secretly believe that this is something that we have to do, right? We either learn it growing up as a child, or we saw it, or it was ingrained into us in some way. And then when it comes to this topic of letting go of alcohol and drinking less of it, then we really get wrapped up into this shame, blame, regret cycle that we do around ourselves, right? And so I also, and I hear about a lot of it from so many of my clients, even in other areas, because as we're doing the coaching and stuff, we're always, we're not always on the topic of a drink. 
it's the topic of something else that led to the feeling in the body, the uncomfortable feeling in the body and the energy, right? Those neurons that are firing and wiring together, creating that emotion that then led to the action of drinking so that the feeling of that emotion wouldn't have to be felt, right? And so because, um, and then when we're doing all that to ourselves and we're really like beating ourselves up inside, then we're wondering why are we, why is this so hard? Why can't we actually figure this out? Right. And so this is what really has me, has me pondering, thinking about this, wanting to do this particular episode and wanting to bring this, like igniting your curiosity, right? Around this topic of what am I saying to myself about myself, right? So if we're bring in the exit philosophy, right? So we're going to examine, explore and experiment, right? And so if we're going to examine our thoughts, and we know that our thoughts from the model that we use and the observation cycle, right? We know that our thoughts bring about our emotions, which is that neurons firing and wiring in the body, right? And so it's really just energy. But from that space is where we take our actions, reactions, or we don't act. And then that's what creates for us this result of drinking in our lives, right? And so if we can take that and realize that we are actually with our thinking about ourselves, and our ability to do something and whether or not we think from growing up, we learned how to motivate ourselves by actually being mean to ourselves, right? Or really challenging ourselves. And then we figured out, oh, okay, this challenging I did to myself, that actually got me to do what I wanted to do. So then also knowing how the brain works, right? And so then the brain got the result it wanted, right? And so it kind of got a little reward, and then it decided, oh, okay, this is the behavior that we need to repeat in order to make ourselves, quote unquote, do something, right? Yet, this type of action can get ourselves to do something for a little bit, you know, like maybe get up and go to work and stop hitting the pause button on the alarm, the snooze button on the alarm, and because we know we need to get up, get dressed and go to work, right? And so it can do that short term, that kind of an activity short term. However, this repeating, bringing ourselves to the emotional states of anger, disappointment, frustration, aggravation, impatience, right? And so with all of our thoughts that we're having about ourselves around specifically this topic, of being able to figure out how to drink less, if we are bringing ourselves, knowing that our thought creates our feeling, right? And so by our thought of trying to motivate ourselves by beating ourselves up, and then that's bringing us to either anger, frustration, impatience, discouraged, those type of emotions and feelings, then 
most of the time on a repeated basis, the actions that we're going to take are not the actions that are going to allow us to pause, allow an urge, pause, notice what we're saying to ourselves, pause, pay attention to what we're actually about to pick up and put into our mouth, right? It, those kinds of feelings don't allow us to at least put that pause button in there so that we can examine and ignite curiosity and decide, is this really how I want to handle it, right? From those kinds of emotional states, most of the time, we get ourselves so worked up that we're unable to pause and follow through with the actions that we know it's going to take to really like exit the drinking life and to fig and to drink less and to find other ways to manage our stress as well as uncovering what our thoughts actually are. Some of you might actually be thinking that I don't beat myself up. I don't know if I actually do that. Do I do that? And beating myself up, really the reality is beating yourself up can look a lot of different ways. It can definitely look like just harsh inner self-talk, right? And then there's definitely people who are just going around thinking all day that they're such an idiot, that they're so stupid. No wonder nobody wants to be around you. No wonder you can't figure things out. Just really being obviously mean to themselves inside, right? So my hunch is some of you can really, really relate to that. I know that's the space where I ended up and where I was, and it all started out at a very young age for me, right? So it really became very deep, harsh, inner mean self-talk for me, right? But then there's others of you that aren't necessarily aware that it's obviously being mean. It can sometimes be very subtle, Right. And so I know that it's like really very subtle, subtle, and you're kind of just keeping it real. It feels more like you're just telling yourself the truth and that um, you're not really having some kind of inflated ego about yourself or anything. You're just simply telling yourself the truth and what's true about you. And it's, but it's like, let's just take this simple. Well, it's not really so simple, but it seems very simple and innocent. This thought of, I just want to be normal, right? Because many of us have that kind of thought running in some way, shape or form around this topic of drinking, because we honestly believe we're socially conditioned to believe that it's quote unquote normal to be able to consume alcohol. Right. And then the patterns that you're noticing within yourself now, they don't seem what is socially depicted as quote unquote normal. And so this running thought of I just want to be normal and focusing on this. There's something wrong with me because I can't be normal. Right. So even just that is very small, is very subtle. Yet, it brings us to the feelings of shame and regret and blame, right? And so from those feelings of shame, regret, and blame, 
because this, I just want to be normal becomes this some kind of internal, like something wrong with me kind of concept, right? And wrong with me kind of belief. And so when you're living in that and thinking this is just such seemingly innocent little thought, I just want to be normal, yet it's bringing you to the feeling of shame because you can't be normal, then that leads you to the actions of consuming alcohol or maybe even sometimes adding in food just to simply comfort yourself of the fact that you can't be normal and all you actually want is to be normal, right? And so realizing and igniting your curiosity around how is that thought actually helping me? And maybe that I just want to be normal thought is one that you would want to X out along this journey because do what is normal and who says normal is drinking? What if it's not? What if it's normal to to have these reactions to alcohol once it's consumed in the body and eventually over time, the body becomes where it takes more and more of it for you to get the fe- get those feelings, right? Or it's normal, it's 100% normal to have a hangover and feel tired and feel run down and feel exhausted and angry and agitated because of what you've consumed in your body. So really, you you know, it's like, what is this truth? And do you actually want to be normal? Or do you actually want to be a person who is curious about what happens to their body when they put something in it that doesn't make them feel so great. And I want to just make the choice of not putting it in there. And that is me. And that's who I want to be. Then from that thinking place, how do you actually show up? How would you actually behave? What would you actually feel like, right? And then from those feelings, because more of those And when you can bring yourself to those kind of thoughts, then it's like, oh, wait, when I'm thinking this, I am feeling empowered. And from the empowered state, then you are going to be able to pause, right? And think about what you're about to do. You're going to be able to pause and put in some different, when you're noticing you're agitated about something, you're going to be able to pause because you are having a different focus, right? And so you'll be able to pause and put into play the tools that you're learning here on the podcast, as well as other tools of allowing yourself to be ignite curiosity around, well, what else could I do to help? I'm noticing I'm having stress. What else could I do, right? And so this act of... um blaming yourself and shaming yourself is really making the work of exiting the drinking life so much harder on yourself than it has to be. And so I'm really with this episode wanting to really ignite your curiosity around pausing and taking a look at your thoughts that you're telling yourself about yourself around what's been going on so far for you with being able to drink less or stop altogether, whatever that is for you, and being able to make 
changes, right? And so I really want to invite you to take on, take the process of the examine, X out, ignite, and trust. And so um, I want you to really take that in there, but I want to give you some tools and like a five-step process to help you guys with specifically around, especially if it is around the beating yourself up to motivate yourself, like really examine where else in my life do I do that to myself to get myself to do something, right? So take away the alcohol component first, because if you're doing this to yourself a lot in other areas, not just around the alcohol, then you're bringing yourself to those, what I call downgraded, so to speak, and even drinking, thinking kind of thoughts and emotions, right? And you're bringing yourself to those more often. And so then, of course, when your body is in those feelings, your brain has been conditioned. Oh, when she feels like this, he feels like this, and this energy is here. This is how we solve it. We solve it with a drink, right? And so start to really pay attention is my way of getting myself to do things in many areas of my life. Is it sort of like beating myself up and this extreme negative self-talk? And is that actually bringing me to the energy of uh, where my body gets the signal of alcohol's coming next? And is that what's making my urge so strong? Isn't that interesting, right? Ignite your curiosity around that. And then take a look at, do I want to keep doing that behavior? And what can I X out of that as I learn and am trusting myself to figure all this out, right? And so that's kind of what I wanted to um, bring up to you guys to like really bring that in there. And so I also want to share with you five steps that you can kind of take to start to really bring that in besides just the part of the E-X-I-T part. So the first step that you want to do is to actually recognize that you are beating yourself up, right? In and that this inner mean self-talk and the beating yourself up is really an inefficient, ineffective way that really in the end will make you feel terrible as you're going through the process, right? And so what it does is it actually makes, and really for my seven years, this is what I did to myself, right? And if you guys listened to the last Q&A part where somebody asked me about how long my process was and more about it, and I answered it, it was seven years. And all during that seven years, that's what I did. In some fashion, I was trying to make myself be different by beating myself up and by relying on willpower and being mean to myself, right? And then my change happened when I stopped doing that, which I didn't really realize it, but I stopped doing that and I put the focus on being kind and igniting my curiosity and examining and exploring why did I want this alcohol? What was I wanting it to do, right? So that was really me recognizing 
without bring, having total awareness of it, to it, right? But that's why I love teaching this stuff. And that's what I've gotten me to learn so many different things is because I needed to uncover, like, why did this actually work so magically, right? So the first step is recognizing that beating yourself up is inefficient and it makes your struggle longer and harder, okay? So the second part, is the second step is to become aware of how you actually beat yourself up, right? And so this is where you're going to use the exit tools, right? So you're going to examine what's going on and bring and ignite your curiosity. And then when you're ready, X out some of the things that you're already doing. Plus all along the way, you're going to trust yourself to figure this out, right? And so then the third step, as you got your awareness going there for step two, then the third step is practicing loving yourself and practicing the positive self-talk, right? So when you've been doing something well, start practicing first. Yes, let's say maybe you noticed the outcome that wasn't what you exactly wanted, but first practice telling yourself what went right. Then tell yourself what didn't go well from the space of trusting yourself to figure it out and then asking yourself, and what can I do different, right? So, but first, because we're, it's, it's our na brain's natural tendency, right? So it's not like it's abnormal, but it's our brain's natural tendency to go towards the negative bias, right? So start practicing, and this is why it's practice, right? Is the practice loving yourself, practice the positive self-talk, and high-five yourself, give yourself love, encourage yourself when you are happy with what you have done because we're so busy forgetting about and not even noticing when we've done something well that we forget to be happy that we did it well, right? Okay, so that's step three. And then step four is to practice speaking lovingly to yourself in a loving way. And this is so vital and so important. I actually have inside Exit and Beyond membership, we have a whole course separated out. It's called Fly, First Loving Yourself. And we do, we spend like four or five episodes exploring that whole thing, like a whole month really exploring and learning and uncovering how to fly. First love yourself, right? And so start practicing speaking lovingly to yourself. And then step five is practicing thinking thoughts that promote positive feelings before taking the actions that you want to take, right? And so if your action is that you want to make a drink plan, then start practicing it's possible for me to figure out how to make this drink plan. It's possible for me to go to this party and only drink the number of drinks that I say. I mean, because really, I will, if you think back and focus on how do you normally show up? You don't even give yourself the thoughts, most people, the possibility of even going and behaving in a different way. You just go and show up, right? So start practicing thinking thoughts that are going to promote the positive feelings that are going to help you take the actions that you want to take. Because our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings are what create our actions, and those actions are, or our reactions, and that's what gives us the results in our life, right? So let me go ahead and break those down really quickly. One, recognize that you're beating yourself up. Two, become aware 
that the beating yourself up is interfering with what you actually want and making the process longer. Three, practice loving yourself with positive self-talk and celebrating when you do something right. And four is then the practice speaking to yourself lovingly and kindly. And then the five is start to practice thinking positive thoughts before you're about to do something, right? All right, so, and all of those five steps are also going to help you to really examine, explore, ignite, and trust as you're exiting out. And I know that's really not the order of exit, but those are the things that we take and that we're doing, right? And if taking these five steps and implementing them, they're going to help you start to notice in other areas of your life. And as it plays out in different areas of your life, you're going to start to be picking up on a lot of aha moments of, oh my gosh, this is why I want alcohol so much because I'm bringing myself to such agitated states in so many areas of my life. Isn't that so fascinating? I'm the one in charge of that. I can make this different. I can figure this out. All right, so I will be back with you guys again for the Q&A that's going to come out on Saturday. And also remember that if you want to have Exit and Beyond as a gift, either a gift you give to yourself or you want the annual deal and the annual gift, then go to jumpseatcoaching.com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T. All right, I will be back again later on in the week. Have a great rest of your day. Most people are not aware that you can also find more resources and help from me over on my website. Just head over to jumpseatcoaching.com and look for the resources tab. That is jumpseatcoaching.com and look for the resources tab.